Welcome to Refuse to Lose. My name is Joe Jordan. I'm your host today. We're here for the weekend special. We're going to call this Father and Son because I have my father with me, my dad, and I have two of my brothers with me. How y'all doing, fellas? Since me and Pittsburgh can't get along, let's get it on. Okay, I like the energy. What's up, man? Ready to get it in like usual? You know the, you know the vibes. Yo, what's up, y'all? We ain't running for them dirty birds. We stopped them. We'll stop them again. The dirty birds are lying. <laughs> All right. All right. So, look, we're going to have two topics today. Uh, the first one, we got to talk about those those dirty birds, right? The Ravens. <laughs> All right. Um, the Ravens. Um, my, my, my dad's guy, Lamar Jackson. So we're going to kick it over my father first. And the question is, do you think Mike? Uh, do you think Lamar Jackson could win a Super Bowl? Most definitely, I think Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl. First of all, Lamar Jackson he, he, he needs to mature a little bit, you know, because I I, I didn't like the fact that he that he got into the COVID protocol, then he got sick and and you know all the other stuff and and the interceptions. Don't get me wrong. They say he got so many interceptions in so many games. He had four interceptions in one game, you know? And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but like I said, he just stop throwing the ball in the air sometimes and and make better decisions on whether he should run or pass. And Patrick Mahomes do the same thing. He throw the ball in the air, but uh, Tyreek Hill just catch the ball. And, oh, that's a a fantastic throw. Look at the Super Bowl, where he threw the ball up in the air so many times, and it was almost caught, or it was caught. And but Lamar Jackson do it. Oh, he throws the ball in the air. He's not playing well. He has all three starting running backs hurt. He on his fifth starting running back. Bateman didn't play. The first six or seven games, then um, number fourteen, the wide receiver just came back. He was out three games. Okay, tight end Boyle, he just came back last game, so he was out the first seven games. Then Stanley is our best offensive lineman. He's out for the season. Cornerbacks out. Our starting safety out. But we still eight and four. So you tell me some of the games that Lamar Jackson win, most of the games they win is Lamar Jackson fault. Most of the games they lose is Lamar Jackson fault. He has a lot on his plate. He if there's no blocking, you can't do anything. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. So get off Lamar Jackson's case when it comes to um, he's doing interceptions and he's doing that. He's the most valuable player in the league when it comes to his team. Yeah, so, um, I mean, from what I see for watching the Ravens play, um, I think he is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think he's a great leader. You know what I mean? Even go back to college. I don't know if y'all seen uh, when Louisville retired his jersey, but they put a um, they put a, a a video out 
all his teachers and stuff speaking on him. And like they spoke so highly of him. And the way they were saying that he acted in college as far as leading his teammates is the same way he acted in the NFL. Like everybody follow him. And you see how even like, what was that, two years ago? When Mark Ingram was like the MVP front runner, you know what I'm saying? In an interview, talking all that trash for Lamar. So Lamar, a great leader. So I, I think he's there on that. I will say he does better at like um as far as figuring out his mistakes and correcting them. He does better on that part. But as far as like will he win a Super Bowl? I don't know because like they've had opportunities to get some of these receivers in free agency over their trades. And it seemed like the receivers don't want to come to Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Like they put the trade packages together, but from what I see and from what I hear, like the receivers just pretty much didn't want to come over here. I don't know if it's because the way the offense is ran or like the Lamar's throwing ability. But as far as Lamar, I do think he's good enough to win the Super Bowl. But I, I will say that a Super Bowl is to me unlikely in his future based on how his career has gone so far. Okay, um, I agree with a lot of the points y'all made. You know, I do think that Lamar is talented enough to win the Super Bowl with his um dual ability. But he does have to learn how I think the biggest thing he has to learn is take what the defense gives you. You know, don't force nothing. Um he has the ability to do everything. He can run it, he can throw it short, long, you know. He does have to become a better in-pocket passer as far as accuracy consistently. But I feel like if he learns how to take what the defense gives him, then he, it'll go a long way. But to Jamo's point, um, I don't – I think he's capable, but I don't see it happening. I mean, you look at the history of the league, he is the best to ever run it. But a lot of guys that, that run it, were a little bit better passes. Like Steve McNair, he didn't run as great, but he could pass better than Lamar. <clears throat> and he made it to the Super Bowl. Um, other guys, I don't think it's ever been a dual threat quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Has it? I don't think it has been one. Um, another thing, the Ravens roster, um, like Daniel said, they never have good receivers. I mean, Hollywood Brown is, is, is cool, but he's not, he's small. He's not a guy that's going to, you know what I'm saying? Be that receiver that's going to elevate Lamar's game. You know, he needs that type of receiver, I feel like. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think. Okay. Can I go back? Now, if I'm Greg Roman, if I'm Greg Roman, right, I'm coming out with the two-minute offense, and I'm spreading receivers, and I'm putting Lamar Jackson in the shotgun. He's better in the two-minute offense. He's a threat to run the ball. You can't go man-to-man, because if you go man-to-man, then he's going to take off. Put him in the two-minute offense more. Give him the opportunity to show his showcase in the Indianapolis game. Any game that you watch, that he's in the two in the Pittsburgh game, in the two minute offense, he went right downfield with no problem. Run that two minute offense more with Lamar Jackson, and you will see that he don't need a great receiver. 
He just needs somebody that's going to catch the ball and put his, his talent on display. The, the running game is not working. The, the power game was was um, Baltimore Ravens' um, bread and butter. But now that all the running backs are hurt and they have on the number five backup running back, now shift it to Lamar Jackson. Run that two-minute offense, spread the field out, and let him do his thing. Yeah, like like with me, um, <clears throat> I think that like like he's definitely capable. Uh, he's a good good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and I think what needs to happen for him to do that, they need like a a great defense and a, and a great offensive line. I don't think he needs like great receivers, nothing like that. If they have a great offensive line that can hold a that 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 can create a great a good rush uh, a running attack with a great defense. He can win a Super Bowl. Because you look at Mike Vick. Mike Vick is the closest thing to Lamar, right? Like a run first quarterback like a throw. He never really had like a top-tier defense his whole career. You know, with Atlanta and Philly. You know, so when it came to playoff time, he couldn't get over the hump because it was basically Michael Vick or bust. It was no defense involved. So if Michael Vick had a bad game in the playoffs, they got bounced. And that's how it is right now with Lamar. The, the best defense Lamar had – was his rookie year, but that was his rookie year. You know, he didn't really he, – he wasn't Lamar we see right now. I think – I looked at that, that year, they were third in points and fourth in yards that year. That was the best defense he ever played with. And then every year they just progressed. But I think Lamar needs like a top two defense to win the Super Bowl. If you get a top two defense and you get a great offensive line, Lamar can make magic work. With you put you keep you keep the receiving core they got right now, Hollywood Brown on Lamar can make that work. You just gotta keep keep my offensive line to keep that running game flowing. And the defense gotta step up in the playoffs because in the Super Bowl, now we're not in some of the playoffs, because when you get to the Super Bowl, they got two weeks to prepare for you. And then the type of quarterback Lamar is, he can't thread a needle over and over and over again. Two weeks of preparation for Lamar is a is good enough time to, to slow Lamar down tremendously. That's why they're going to need a defense to make up for Lamar's magic not working all game. You know, so you can't they can't win the Super Bowl over Lamar's magic. That's not going to happen. They're going to need a defense and a great offensive line. So that's my opinion on that. And I'll say something. I've been, sitting, I, I've been my bad, Javon. I've been but, sitting by my phone for two weeks. I'm waiting for them to call me so I can play running back. <laughs> <laughs> see um what you just said joe like that's something any quarterback can win with though you know um you give justin herbert a great offensive line and a, a, a top two defense he can probably win the super bowl you know patrick mahomes like it's like that's anybody so that's like the perfect situation for him you know now <clears throat> Having a top two defense and a great offensive line, I still don't think that's enough, to be honest. I don't. I think he needs a, a pass catcher, somebody that's catching the ball. Not nobody that's top three in the league, but a catcher. They got, like, Andrews catches, but what do you do against us? He ain't come. He came up small. You need a big-body receiver that's going to go up and catch them balls for you when you need them to just go up and catch them balls. Because most quarterbacks, they don't. They got that receiver, 
like a lot, they got that receiver where you don't have to always put it on the money. Just put it in the area. Lamar don't have that. He don't have nobody like that right now. And I think that's what he really needs because he's not no great passer. Like he can pass. He's not no pinpoint. Bing, 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 bing. He's not that, you know? So he would need a receiver like that to make up for the lack of passing. Because even his mechanics are off right now. Because the pass, a lot of people are blaming Andrews for the for the, the mispass, but I think the rush by TJ Watt made Lamar rush his pass and it wasn't, it probably was a deceiving pass because it wasn't like sharp and clean, you know? So that's just my take. All right, cool. That's that's a fact though. I like that. But that, that TJ Watt play. All right, so we're going to go to the next subject. And the next uh, next question, last question. We're going to talk about Steph Curry. We're going to switch it to NBA. And um, Steph Curry is, is 10 threes away from breaking the record. And last uh, last night, he, he tried to break it. He shot <laughs> he shot a bunch of threes last night, but he only made six. So he's 10 threes away from, from, from breaking the record, and, and they play tomorrow night. All right? So Or Saturday night. Sorry, they play Saturday night. So uh, we're going to kick it back to you, Dad. And then we're going to just talk about, you know, what you think about Steph Curry, like his greatness, where you see him uh, ranking when he's finishing his, his career. Let's, let's talk about his greatness for a second. Well, man, of course we all know he's the best shooter to ever play the game. And, you know, to me, he's he's a gentle giant. You know, whereas that you have – you 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 have leaders like LeBron James and Michael Jordan to get in your face type guys and 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 try to pump you. Steph Curry don't do that. Steph Curry leads by an example. Steph Curry leads by sharing the ball. He don't hog the ball. He, he he's not a James Harden. He'll hold the ball hundred times. Twenty twenty minutes out of twenty four minutes shot clock. Charles Bach did the same thing. A lot of the great scores has to have their ball in hand for a long time. Stephen Curry passes the ball and moves without the ball. He's not selfish. He's not one of them players that get in your face when you make a mistake. You know, players want to come and play in that type of atmosphere because he's he don't care himself like he's a superstar. When somebody make a dunk or hit a three, he's the biggest cheerleader on the bench. And not just that, you know, he, 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 he leads by his lifestyle. You know, he, he, he's a family man. He's not in any trouble. You know, he can shoot. He can go to the basket. He rebounds. See, a, a lot of people don't realize how many rebounds does Stephen Curry get a game. Not just that, he assists the ball. You know, he played within the, the system. He played within his game. But when he's hot, and he's in his rhythm, oh, he's going to dog you out. Now, them championship games, like against Cleveland, when they, they lost that game to Cleveland, I'm not even going to bring up the Draymond Green, LeBron James thing, because that series was over. It was over. I'm not going to bring that up. We're talking about Stephen Curry. My bad. He got outplayed by Kyrie Irving. He should have played, you know, should have shot a little more. You know, should have got more involved. But for me, n- no question. By the time he's, his career is up, he's going to be top five of all time because 
he he gonna pass the three point line, three point record before um the All Star game. He's thirty three. He gonna play till at least forty because the way he play, his game don't consist in a whole lot of athleticism. His game consists of playing smart and shooting threes. So, to me, when when this all said and done, he will be top five. She's top five is, whew. I feel you, though. I mean, he definitely top five as far as impact. Uh, I don't know if y'all recently heard Steve Kerr comparing him to Jordan, but, I mean, he did it before comparing him to Jordan, and I think it's accurate. You know, he's not saying, like, you know, as far as how good he is, he, he'll beat Jordan one-on-one and nothing like that. I think he's saying, like, as far as when you go see them or when you watch them play, and what they do on a nightly basis. It's like pretty much almost every night when you leave the game or finish watching the game with Stephen Curry, you're like, man, he did something i never seen before. Like almost every night, like he hit a half-court shot the other night. He do that all the time, but it was over two people. He hit a contested half-court buzzer beater. Like I don't think I've ever seen that before over two people. So like he always doing something you've never seen before. I think he's by, I think he's uh, under 6'6". Six, six. Or six five, whichever height you want to go with. I think I think I think it's easy. Um easily the second greatest point guard of all time. And real basketball people know that he should have gotten that finals MVP in 2015. Like I think he should have gotten it. No matter what Iguodala did, like Iguodala wouldn't have been allowed to do anything he was able to do on the offensive end without Stephen Curry being who Steph Curry is. So I think that he should have got that finals MVP. And um, some people talk about the postseason. He got some great postseason moments. You know what I'm saying? Especially the 17 points he scored in overtime against Portland. I think I called you that after that game. You, I don't think you watched it live. That was one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life. But um, when he's done, I think he's – I think he'll be a top 10 player when he's done. But, like, it's I don't – I mean, other than Allen Iverson, and I was young when Iverson was playing, so I wasn't really, like, diving into the bat- the game of basketball like I am now. But I-, I just think it's unbelievable. There's never been anybody Stephen Curry's size to dominate or change the game the way he has and impact the game the way he has. It's so impressive because he's a regular guy. He's not faster than everybody. He doesn't jump higher than everybody. He's not stronger than everybody. But he still makes the game look easy or Stephanless, as they say. He's a three-point shooter. All he do is shoot threes. But for like two years straight, he led the league in points and points in the paint. He led the league in points in the paint in 2016 when he won unanimous MVP. So he's not a one-trick pony, although he can't rely on his three at times. But when it's all said and done, I think he'll crack the top 10. He almost cracking the top 10 right now. Look like he about to win MVP this year. If, if he win a finals MVP and win another MVP, Man, he gonna crack the top ten to me for sure. Yeah, um, Steph Curry, like um, he 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 truly is the ultimate game changer. You know, um, he's very unselfish. He doesn't always need the ball. Um, him out there can get you buckets. Just him running around, you setting the pick, opening up, get you buckets. So. 
he's probably the best teammate to have ever, like <laughs> ever in the NBA. Like I'm, 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 I bet it's guys that's retired now watching it. Like, oh man, I wish I could have played with him. Like, you know, <laughs> especially big man. You get the offensive, offensive rebound. You see stuff. I mean, that's almost three points every time. Um, he is going to be top two when um, point guard when it's all said and done for sure. Um, far as player, top 10, um, top five for him, for me, to get the top five, he would have to dominate in the playoffs by himself more. When I say by himself, without KD. <laughs> and um, it's been times when he shied away in the fourth, um, where it's times where he don't shoot the ball a lot in the fourth, you know? So last year really showed the world what Steph Curry can really do by himself, kind of, you know, because Clay wasn't there. Had a lot of guys like Wiggins, Poole, up and coming. He was he wasn't what he is this this year, but he, he had some bumps, kind of. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people didn't even expect him to even get close to the playoffs real last year, and he lost by one what fluke backboard busted be a step back from LeBron. Like if LeBron hit that shot, he in the playoffs. Then ain't no telling what they do, you know. So for me. He can get to top five, but he gonna really have to like like this year, cause there's some beasts in the there's some beasts in the West, you know. Like he got really run like run through the West now, cause the West is stronger I think now than it was back when you know what I'm saying when they won all them games and all that. Cause it was like with the Rockets, with with the one of the teams they had to get through. Um, it was a who else was it? Spurs. It was. Spurs and Spurs not here no more. You know, it's a lot of more guys yeah. that can win games on their own. You know what I mean? Like the Donovan Mitchell is like all that kind of stuff. So I I want to see him really take over and like like dominate, dominate now. Like without because I think he looked weak too when KD came over there because he went and recruited them. You know what I mean? Like you y'all like that. Y'all just went 73 and nine or something like you know, y'all y'all the goats for real. And you, Steph Curry. So um, he I, he got a lot of respect for me because you know I was a big Steph Steph Curry critic at first because I, he was very impactful, but you know it was still I had to see more still. Like now he's like like Dad was saying he's rebounding a lot more now. He's assisting a lot more now. He's like really a lot more involved in the game other than just running around shooting. So I think he can be be a top five. But I think he has to do a little bit more dominating in the playoffs and in the finals. Yeah, and, and you think he's gonna move up a little more on that um scoring list. You know, <laughs> you know, he he's gonna move up quite a bit because he still got a, a, a quite a few years left in him. And this thing, this first two or maybe three years. He didn't really play because of his ankles, ankle surgeries. So you you, you think yeah. if he had played those years and then think what he has left in the tank, you know, he's in tip-top shape because he run around all night long, you know. And right now, the team that he has right now is not a great team. It's a Stephen Curry team. See, when Kevin Durant came over, 
he took a back seat to um, Kevin Durant. He he welcomed the mat to Kevin Durant. You you do your thing. But now this is a Steph Curry team. Where's that? Yeah. He's the man, and everybody's playing up to their potential surrounding him. Steph Curry get the ball, somebody wide open. Free dunk every time for Equidala, um, um, Draymond Green, and even Costello Anderson. Wide open dunks. Because everybody's pulling to Stephen Curry once he gets the ball or if they think he's going to get the ball. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <clears throat> yeah, Steph is great, man. Like Javon said, like he – you know, when he's an off, Steve Kerr says all the time, he's an offense of his own. When he's on the floor, he's he creates the most space on the floor in any from than anybody on NBA history. And I think that if he were, were to ever become a free agent, he'll be the biggest free agent in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Bigger than LeBron was, bigger than anybody was, because you can bigger than what KD was, because you can put him literally anywhere and he'll be impactful. Anywhere, all right. So he has. See, it's people got this thing about like I think somebody said, I think Elijah said um, about in the playoffs he don't really show up, right? He got some moments in the playoffs, but then the what killed him was that Cavalier series in 2016, all right? But you look at his playoffs, right? The first time he won the championship against the Pelicans, he averaged 33 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Right, so that was his first playoffs as a, the, the top dog. The first first playoff series, and he showed out average thirty three, which is which is good. And against Memphis, they, they you know they I think they swept Memphis, right? He averaged twenty four five. They didn't sweep Memphis, okay? He averaged twenty four five and six. But against the Rock, Rockets, thirty one four and five. Cavs twenty six five and six. Now he definitely should have won MVP other than Iguodala. Iguodala had like only two games. I think he only he scored he scored for twenty points. Cause I've been thinking like you trying to tell me if you take out Eagle Dollar, or you take if you take out Steph and keep Eagle Dollar, or if you take out Iggy and and keep Steph, you have a better chance of winning that series with Steph out. No, is you have a better chance with Iggy out, and Iggy almost caused a series, missing all those free throws. <laughs> you know, so and he like, caused the other series because he should have dunked on LeBron James. Yeah, he, right. he caused that one too. <laughs> you right. <laughs> You right, though. I'm 6'7". Oh. I'm dunking. I don't give a damn if Will Chamberlain down there. It's championship. It's championship. I'm cuffing that. I'm cuffing it, and somebody got to block that. Now you right, Ain't though. No like, he went out. He went out. We, he, I think he did, like, a fake reverse type, type deal, right? But, you know, and then you look at 2016. This is good because I like I like me. I be telling people that nobody, everybody forgot in 2016. Still got hurt, you know. What I mean, he got hurt that year. So in the finals, he played hurt. But we really can't use that for an excuse because he balled out when he came back. <laughs> like he got hurt during the Rocket series. Clay took over, and people forget Clay led playoffs and points that series. All right, so Clay came. Clay took over, and then he came in. He, he played his first game when the Blaze against the Blazers in Portland. It was up 2-1. And it was a hostile environment. I think Sean, he came off the bench that game. Sean Livingston got his first tech. I saw his first uh ejection. 
in, in his whole career. So Steph had to play more minutes than what he supposed to play. And this dude dropped 40 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. And had seven, like Jay Wall said, 17 and four quarters. So, I mean, he was hurt, but he was still balling. The second game, he had 29, 5, and 11. And then in OKC, they go down 3-1. Steph turns, hit the switch. I know Clay had a good game, game six. But, but in game five, Steph had 31, 7, and 7. Game six, 31, 8, and 10. And game seven, 36, 8, and 5. These are like historic playoff moments right there. And then he laid an egg against the Cavaliers. Like, against the Cavaliers, he only scored 20 points twice the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole series. You know, so and then in the last game, I think he had like 17 points, three assists, three like five assists, five rebounds, something like that. He wasn't impactful at all. So, but this stuff we see today is so much different from that stuff in 2015. And you can see it. Like Steph is not that guy, he's not shying away from shooting the ball no more. He don't mind. He, like, listen, this dude would go three from 30 from three if he had to. He, he, he like, but back then, 2015, like Javon said, in the fourth quarter, he would start shying away from the ball. Like he wasn't being aggressive at certain times. He yelled at the team, like, hey, come on, Steph, be aggressive. So I think going forward, if Steph was ever put back in that situation, he's not going to let, let that slip out of his hands. But that series killed his legacy. If he would have won that series, he would have been the best player in the NBA, no, like no question. Because not only they beat the Cowboys in 2015, you telling me you're going to turn around and beat them again while they healthy and, and, and being a unanimous MVP that same year? He, he, that, that was a huge opportunity that stood out of his hands. You know, so, but because of that, like be, being top five dad is going to be tough because it's because of the finals MVP situation. You know what I mean? He got zero. And I don't fault him for getting KD because, you know, at the end of the day, your goal is to win. Like if he if, if he if he thinks about not getting KD because what somebody might say, that, that's that's the wrong mindset. You shouldn't be thinking about what the the what the media will say about you or that crap and or your legacy. Who cares? At the end of the day, the more championships you have, the better your legacy. And at the end of the day, you still gonna get paid. So I think he did the right thing, but it's just that Cavs series that killed this situation. Because if you even won that Cavs series and getting KD, nobody would ever say nothing. But the fact that he lost and then got KD, it was it was a bad thing. So, as far as what he gonna finish with career wise, I don't know. I don't think he would crack 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 top ten. He gonna have to win like five or six championships to be top ten to me. You know, because you look at people in the top ten, they all got more championships than him. Every single one of them. You know, Tim, you got Tim Duncan. Uh, hold on, you got people like Jordan, LeBron, Seth, Larry Bird. Larry Bird got three. Right, you got uh, who else? You got people who might put Tim Duncan in there, Kobe, Shaq in there. Shaq got Shaq got four. So I think Steph would have to win like four or five MVPs because everybody's in the top ten. They got multiple Finals MVPs, and Steph don't have that. You know, and Steph only in there. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, I agree. Steph not finished yet. You know, he he he. he. Let me tell you. If you bring the Jackson Five back, Steph will be one of the Jackson Five. Tito will gotta go. Tito gotta go. Steph will be one of the Jackson Five. Steph is thirty-three. He gonna play at least seven more years. He gonna win at least three more championships and some final MVPs. It ain't over. It ain't over. And look, this year, Clay ain't even played yet. The the um 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 Wiseman haven't even played, you know. So 
right now, they're winning, and stuff is playing good. But wait till Clay come back. When they cross half court, it's going to be like playing tennis. They're going to call them Venus and Serena. Yeah, Steph got a lot of um, groundwork. If he wanted to, like, be top five or one of the great greats, you know, he um, he's done some things. But like you said, that Cavaliers, it really, it really, because even you said it, Pops, he got outplayed by Kyrie Irving. And a lot of people just, a lot of people don't even think Kyrie Irving in, in his stratosphere, you know what I mean? So, and, um, I think he has the opportunity though to get top ten, top five. Like he got to really these next three years is his 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 chance because he don't do it in the next three years. I don't think, I don't think after that because there's other guys coming up and other teams coming up that's that's getting better. But um, if if he if he continues to do what he's doing right now, like the new stuff, then yeah, I I, I can see I can see him getting getting at least one or two more rings. Yeah, yeah. If 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 he wins MVP this year, they finish with the best record, and they win an NBA Finals. You know, they run like you said, they run through the West, and they, you know, and then and like while going through the rest, they beat the Lakers, they beat the Suns. Right. You know what I mean? Then they go to the Finals and beat Milwaukee or or Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna. You think about it. That'll be four championships, <laughs> Finals MVP. Three MVPs. Three MVPs. So he might do be top ten. So, I, I, so that's best shooter ever. So let me go back. Let me revisit that. You know, what I mean? best shooter ever. And and the same year he broke the three point record. So yeah, yeah. This is, and this is all on LeBron's watch, though. This is all on LeBron's watch. Yeah, the, the second great. That's the fact. reason why Jordan was so great because when he was winning, nobody else was winning. And the people who won J Mo, I consider all time greats. Like people yeah. like Larry Magic, you know what I mean? You know yeah. Hakeem who won between he left. Like they all consider all time greats. And then the another thing, Joe, you said about the playoff moments. Before he was the top dog, as the, as the guy in 2015. Remember in 2013, he dropped 23 on the Nuggets in the third quarter, and that's when he that's when they start calling him Mr. Third Quarter. And then they played the Spurs the next round. He dropped four what 44 game one. Hurt his ankle in the fourth quarter. Spurs came back and won that game. Clay dropped 30 on them in the second game. So they it was 1-1. But then the Spurs ended up winning. To this day, I don't care what anybody says. If Stephen Curry didn't hurt his ankle in that series, I think they would have beat the Spurs. I agree. In 2013, I think I think they would have beat them. They had no answer and, for and, and, and the difference between Jordan and Curry, and like Jordan and everybody else, was before Jordan came on the scene, it was great teams. You know, the Lakers had mm-hmm. Worthy, Magic, Kareem, Boston had McHale, uh, uh, um, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, all them. Even even Detroit, Isaiah, Dumas, Winners, and all that. But when Jordan came, it was just one man. Scottie Pippen came along, you know, was okay. But Jordan was the main focus. Jordan came and took over everything, not just in basketball. Nike, the shoes, the the endorsements. Jordan came, when Jordan came to the league, 
the whole world, every woman that never watched basketball was a Chicago Bull fan. So that's how that's Steph is. That's true. Steph is starting to, it's like, okay, women they don't watch basketball, but they love Stephen that's Curry. True. You know, so Steph is more of a team player than than than, than probably Jordan was. But I'm telling you, when you come down to the greatest player, it's it's not just about on the court. It comes to off the court too. Yeah, I, I think the NBA is trying to is making Steph like the face of the NBA right now. You know, because you look at it, he getting the most prime time games every time I look up. This dude playing on ESPN on TNT. You know, and then like you said, like outside the court, he's he, he, he's living a good example. And and he can, he can, he started getting a lot of commercials too. The only person that got more commercials than him is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh my bad. Hey, look, Stephen Curry, man. I think he is the face of the league. I think he's been the face of the league for some years, like a couple years now. Like I know LeBron was the best player. He was he won the championships. But when you think about what the face of the league is, it's who has the biggest influence. Mm-hmm. Steph has the biggest influence, even beyond LeBron. If you go around and looking at all the kids, all the kids can't be 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, all the kids can't be 250 pounds and be strong. You know what I'm saying? Even most adults. So, and you look at how the game is played. The game is played based off of Steph. Steph changed the game. So, you know, LeBron was the face for a while, but I think, I think for a couple of years, Steph might, you know, under the radar, be the face of the NBA. Of course, LeBron might have a mixture in there still, you know what I'm saying, that's very strong because some teams still play the dominant the dominant point guard or dominant point forward, like LaMelo Ball. He a point guard, but he's 6'7". You know, Luka's 6'7". Even Trey Young, who who's small, but he's dominating the ball. So in that sense, LeBron sort of still carrying the torch. But overall, I think for a couple of years, Steph has probably been the face of the league. And another thing I want to say is I think he might be the best leader in the NBA as well mm-hmm. because somebody, I forgot who I was listening to, but they said that being a leader is not only what you do when your team is doing good, but it's how you act when your team is doing bad. And not to bash LeBron, but when people were saying he was the best leader in the NBA and his team was doing bad, he got them traded. <laughs> when Stephen Curry team was doing bad, he weathered the storm, and now they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. And, and I ain't never seen a player walk off the court with five minutes left in the game. I don't yeah. care how much you're losing. You can't walk off the court with five minutes left in the game. You don't do that. You know? And you, you would never see Stephen Curry go to the ref and point at a fan and get them kicked out of the game. Stephen Curry going to bust a three in their face <laughs> and going to turn them back around and do his little shiggy dance. <laughs> no, but... Come on now. Come on now. Go back, to the, go, go back to the Wizards. Back in the days when they had that lawyer and he was in the stands heckling everybody. saying all, They say he said all kinds of crazy stuff. Nobody ever pointed to him and getting kicked out the game and then the girl do like this. To LeBron James, like he cry, cry baby. 
<laughs> so yeah, Steph is the face of the league. Like, 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 like uh, when it comes to his leadership, all right, I think that's that's key. Now, um, I want to pop on the LeBron thing, but I think the difference between him and LeBron is this: LeBron is trying to microwave a championship team. When you see Steph Curry, they they had that championship run. They lose KD, Clay get hurt, he gets hurt. They in the lottery, but that year they went in the lottery, and last year it helped this team today. Because people like Jordan, like like those role, all those role players, all those role players learned the system. They got to feel who Steph was. They got to feel who Draymond was, and they gonna get to feel who Clay is, right? But. They 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 came they gained that chemistry. So when they came into this year, everybody was as ready. They got they they, they got the playbook behind their hand. They know how to uh, uh, flow the basketball and that good stuff. So, but LeBron over hand, he be trying to make these quick fix teams, these super teams overnight, and then they always have chemistry problems. Cause you look at all the time, like in the Miami years when they lost, they were the better team. Even though sometimes they weren't favorite, they were literally the better team. They got more star power. Like even Cleveland against the Warriors, you look at their star power. I mean, you got K Love, Kyrie, and LeBron against Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Come on now. Like when it comes to star power, Cleveland got more. But the chemistry wasn't there because they didn't, it was a quick fix. It was like putting it apart and see how it works. But Steph, on the other hand, the teams he took to the championship besides the KD teams. You know, the, every team he's been a part of, it hasn't been like a, they haven't signed a huge free agent. You know what I mean? They always build it from the scratch up. Iguodala was the only big free agent for real outside of um, KD in his whole career. You think about it, everybody else has just been built up from the from the scratch from the bottom. Well, forget about Wiggins. most Bates. Most Bates. Wiggins. And, 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 oh, Wiggins and got then, traded over there, though. Yeah. And, and, and then got, I... um. I'm looking at America Most Wanted, and they they got an APB out on KD for stealing two championships. <laughs> I want to say what about KD. He said, "What you want?" I think KD got something to do with the face of the league too, because he like a lot of bigger guys are like dribbling now and yeah. getting buckets now. You know what I mean? So I think he got something to do with it too. But Steph is more a bigger impact. But I think KD got a little something to do with it too. See, see what y'all saying. See, when I say face of the league, it's what the NBA is portraying. The NBA talks about LeBron more than anybody. That's why I say LeBron, the face of the league. But KD and Steph are more influencers. You can say that of like right. we, we like like we feel KD and Steph more than LeBron. But media they pop on LeBron news all the way day. But I think eventually when the Warriors. And stuff, you know what I mean? As LeBron is rolling out. That's what I meant right. when I said that. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. We're going to get some last words in. We're going to start off with Pops. So, Dad, any last words? Okay. Uh, all I got to say is Lamar Jackson for president. And, and Stephen Curry for vice president. Excuse me, Kamala Harris. You know what I mean? I know you're the first black woman and the first woman, but Move over, let a man do his thing, okay? Appreciate you, bro. You know, it's always a pleasure coming on here. And uh, it, nobody wins when the family feuds. Yeah, man, have, have fun talking with the fam, you know. 
let's go Steelers. We got an uphill battle. You know what I mean? But I think we got it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Hey, hold up. I ain't say this, man. But on that play, when TJ Watt rushed Lamar, watch that play again, man. My man Mark Andrews slowed up. If he would have kept running, that pass would have been on point, cuz. <laughs> watch that play again. The dad, like you, you gonna bring that back up, <laughs> man? I'm, look, no, I'm telling you, man. I was in Buffalo Wild Wings. It was 29 Pittsburgh to the fans around me. Mm. They were talking big fans. Man, next thing you know, we looked up. The Ravens on the 20 yard line. It was only three Pittsburgh Phillips fans left. <laughs> it was done. They should have stayed. All right, cool. So thank y'all for, for being on with us. Thank y'all for watching. And uh, we'll see y'all at the next episode.